Hey, Gore Friends! Hey, Gore Friends! This is Story. And this is Mars. And welcome to another episode. We will take you through a journey of another awesome horror film. Um, and I, no, Story chose the movie for this week. Yes, this pick is Mayhem. So stay tuned for some awesome, awesome material. start our show um first off i want to ask story why did you choose this movie why did i choose this movie oh my god i actually wrote my answer down i didn't even know you're gonna ask that (laughs) but i just wanted everyone to know why i chose it it's bloody it's graphic it doesn't have jump scares which i i'm okay with them but I appreciate this movie doesn't have it. It has all of the components of something that'll keep you up at night, but mm-hmm. makes you laugh. Yes. And so it's like, I'm yeah. not scared. I'm just going to laugh fun. this off. It's a fun watch, but it still has all the traditional components of a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Evil Dead, I guess. Yeah. Kinda. And it's really weird because I am not a huge fan of comedy and horror. Like Evil Dead is not my cup of tea at all it's like that stuff doesn't need to go together it doesn't need to be in the same realm (laughs) there's a thin line between comedy and scare yeah like which is really interesting yeah um but yeah i never heard of this movie it came out in 2017 it is actually a shutter original film isn't it Yes, yes, I believe so. Yeah, it is. And if you guys don't know, Shudder is a subscription service where they mostly focus on horror films. Yeah, basically, yeah, horror films, everything uh, weird and creepy they have. So, I I mean, I would recommend it. Uh, my boyfriend and I actually use VRV, and they it's a streaming site that, has multiple streaming sites so you can get Rooster Teeth and Crunchyroll and Shudder and a bunch of other stuff, Boomerang and Nick mm-hmm. Splat yeah. and you know, so it just has like a bunch of stuff on there and it's like cheaper than Netflix and we love scary movies and they also have some shows on there that are really good so I would recommend it, it's really great It's pretty amazing, I remember seeing the ads for it on Facebook a few years ago and um, I had heard it didn't have a lot of good material, but obviously they're doing well if they're making uh, original content now. Yeah, I feel like at first they didn't have that many partnerships, and uh, but we've been with uh, VRV since like the beginning, so we've always just gave Shutter a little look, a little lookaroo, and uh, now they have a lot, of, a lot more things going on. And uh, Horror Noir and uh, uh, Eli Roth's series that's on AMC mm-hmm. actually streams on Shutter, not Netflix, which is pretty dope. So he's like helping them out, I think, by doing that. And it, yeah, I feel like if you just give it a, a chance, you'll see that they have some worthwhile stuff on there. Channel Zero, it, it became like one of my favorite shows really good 
Awesome. Yeah. I am considering getting VRV. Like, after seeing what they have, I'm like, what? They have Boomerang? What? They have Nick Splat? Um, I'm a huge fan of, like, old-school cartoons, so that immediately caught my eye, as well as horror films. Um, don't be afraid of trying new subscription services and just, like, broadening your horizons yeah. to new things. I'm guilty of that, too. I'm like, mm, I don't know anyone else that uses that. Why would mm-hmm. I do it? But give it a chance. You might find something you love. Uh, and now going into the film itself, Mayhem synopsis that is on IMDb. It says a virus spreads through an office complex using white collar workers to causing white collar workers to act out their worst impulses. That's just a dope concept to me. It really is. And like I said, I never heard of the movie before uh, you suggested this for the show. And first of all, you said Steven Yeun was in it. Steve and Vince, he Steve he has always been Bay. So I was like, so I'll watch it like just for him. <laughs> but yeah, definitely an interesting uh, synopsis on itself. Like I see why it sold. I see like someone pitched that and they were like, money, give them the money to make this. Um, mm-hmm. The director is Joe Lynch. He's actually known for a lot of short films and indie films. Not anything major at all. Uh, I would say the only thing that I rec- I recognized from his like resume <laughs> was Wrong Turn Two Dead End. Oh, that was that was him. Oh, I didn't mean to shout, you guys, but <laughs> I didn't even look that up. Actually, we kind of take turns with uh, researching the information, and so even though I picked this film because I found it quite entertaining. Uh, I actually didn't know that, but did you that see was like, one of my... Have you seen Wrong Turn too? Yeah, I seen it. so actually, that movie? was another one of my early horror movies, Wrong Turn. I, really? I remember renting it from Blockbuster with my dad, and that was like our thing. My Aww. brother would get a video game, and I would get a scary movie, and we would rent it from Blockbuster. And I remember when Wrong Turn Two came out, and I remember watching it on the Sci-Fi Channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nostalgia, nostalgia. <laughs> I've it's never fun. seen Wrong Turn, so did did you see like the similarities between Wrong Turn and me? Like the they're so different, but I would suppose the pacing was similar mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways. They really took time to like develop the characters so that you could get attached to them and their struggle. Yeah. So I could appreciate that, but they're so different because Wrong Turn you have like you know, people stranded out in the middle of nowhere with cannibals trying to kill them and eat them. So very different maybe than, you know, having a one location kind of film. Uh, But yeah, I can see thinking back, I, I can see how some of the shots could have been a little similar. Yeah. I always like seeing that, like seeing like the similarities between like directors or, Stuff like that. I was like, oh, yeah, I can see that being their film. Like, Tim Burton. And you're like, oh, that's definitely a Tim Burton film by, like, how oh, they yeah. put together and stuff. But uh, moving forward, the writer is Mateus Carrizo. I am kind of maybe butchering his name, and I'm sorry. Uh, he has done, he has, like, eight films under his, like, credits. And I would say seven of them are short films. <laughs> so I would say he mostly specializes in the short films. But... I really enjoyed his writing, and I will go in that, into that later once we talk more in-depth about the film. Um, here are some interesting facts about the movie itself. 
Uh, if you guys watch it, it's like I said, it is on Shutter, so you will have to um, like have Shutter. Do they have a like a thirty day trial or something people can try out? Possibly, do you know? Uh, I don't know about Shutter individually. I do know VRB does have a free trial. Uh, like I said, it's also much cheaper than. Oh, I won't say much. It was it used to be like five bucks a month, honestly, mm-hmm. VRB. But now I think it's like seven mm-hmm. or so. But it's still like cheaper than uh, Netflix, and you can watch on multiple screens. So if you want to give it a try, yeah, they do have a free trial, and you can just check it out, see if you like it. And this is us giving our genuine opinion. We are not like sponsored by anyone yet, right? Um, we are giving you what our opinions yes. on things. <laughs> yes, it's gonna happen. Please stay positive. Uh, so yeah, here are some interesting facts about the movie. Uh, the actors Stephen Yoon, who I've mentioned before. And Dallas Roberts, I will have to look up and see what role he played. I should have looked at that before. Uh, Dallas Roberts played, la, 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 la. oh, Lester the Reaper. They both were in Walking Dead. Um, Milton and Glenn. You, I mean, you. I feel like you went further in Walking Dead than I did. I did, and I was like, wow. I, it just dawned on me, like, wow, that was Milton, wasn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, he died. So I forgot <laughs> about so him. so did Glenn. Spoilers. So did Glenn, but Glenn, it, he was like a longtime character on The mm-hmm. Walking Dead, whereas Milton was kind of new and didn't last that long. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of forgot. But, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I stopped watching He's after. He's a great actor, though. He really is, and I will go into my... He's one of the people that I forget that I have a crush on. Like, I'll be like, oh, whatever. And then I see him, I'm like, oh, yeah, he is. Like, oh, my God. Did you see his new Netflix series? Uh with the, he's a he's a pageant coach and he's really like flamboyant, but he's married and have kids. Yes, and it's a comedy yes. that kind of need to watch that. I will look bit. that up and save it into my queue amongst the other hundreds of shows that I have saved. Um, <laughs> uh, other fun fact: uh, if you guys watched it, there's a scene where Derek, who's Stephen Yoon's character, he's like filming a video in the office and he sets this guy on fire. And in the background, you see two employees having sex, like, full-on, like, bent-over doggy style having sex. Apparently, that couple's actually in a relationship. (laughs) So they could have actually been having sex. Like, they literally were having sex. It could have been pornography. That's what I thought. I was like, did I just, like, low-key watch a little bit of porn? Like, I don't know. That's really weird. But I don't know. That's really interesting how they were like, you know, you guys, go ahead. Do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah, I feel like... My boyfriend and I would, would be that couple. I know you said that too when we were watching yeah. it. So just to give you a little background on this uh, virus, it's called the ID virus, right? And so people have different reactions to it. Some people get really angry. Some people get really depressed. Some people get really horny. Some people experience all of those things. Yeah. So it's just, it takes all of your emotions to the extreme and causes you to act out on them in the most obscure and obnoxious ways. So killing and, you know, public sex or Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, So I, I don't know. Would you be that couple? (laughs) 
just like banging it out in the workplace. Um, <laughs> leading this into our cool segment, we have a funny, cool, scary segment of our podcast. Um, this would definitely put into the cool segment. I like thinking about how I would probably react in that situation. I would definitely either be having a lot of sex because I don't have I don't have enemies. I'm pretty friendly with everyone. I don't feel like I would be one of those people that like would want to like people want to kill me. I feel like it would be more like people want to have sex with me, not to toot my own horn. But it would definitely. <laughs> I'll see it. There you go. Beat me. Um, I definitely feel like I would having sex with everyone if my mom's listening i'm sorry mom um sorry mama t (laughs) so yeah having sex with people or just eating all the time like i'm just like i'm just hungry and i just want to eat it would just be me eating or me having sex or having sex while eating so that would be (laughs) eating a donut that's over the desk (laughs) (laughs) so ridiculous and i just wanted to touch on um a interesting take on an infection and a virus um it's because you're so used to a zombie, like a zombie movie. It's like where you're not you at all. And you're just like feeding on brains. And this mm-hmm. is interesting because you're still yourself. You still like can have conversations with people. Yeah. You just are just acting out on really extreme ways. Yeah, like I said, it has all the components that makes something scary typically, yeah. but it just makes you laugh or just really root for the main character, Derek Cho. You're really rooting for him. You're like, man, kill everybody in there. Uh, and I think yeah. everyone can kind of relate to that. We've all had a job where it's like, why? I he can't. got a promotion and then they screwed him over. Yes. And then That's where he lost his down. job. And not only did he lose his job, but he could have been, he's a, an attorney. He could have been disbarred for the crap that they put on, on him. And mm-hmm. They just totally screwed him. In a really extreme way, like... And they tried to kill him. Crazy. It was just crazy. Does it... I don't remember it mentioning when it took place. It's just today's time. We're just assuming it's taking place in today or like the future. I'm assuming because they didn't have like yeah, any futuristic. It's basically, yeah, it's the basically near future modern. It's, it's a very modern um, story. It, it doesn't take place like in the past or the future. Yeah. It's pretty modern and you can... Can't it tell by the fashion too yeah, and the technology. Um, but yeah, having <laughs> having just seeing like how everyone kind of reacted was really funny to me and interesting because you had people just like like I said, having sex or just walking around naked or just scanning their butts on the scanner. It's like everyone kind of has their different their different extremes. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, we have friends that are super introverted, and I'm like, I wonder what that person would do. It probably wouldn't be too crazy. They might, like, steal candy or, <laughs> you know, it depends on how extreme the person mm-hmm. is. As an extrovert, I would probably do something mad wild because <laughs> I'm already comfortable around people and being myself for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't even want to imagine it. I'd probably start robbing banks. What? I don't know what I would do. What? I just can't say. Me no, was just like be just like nymphomaniacs at us. It's like, oh I would geez. do that. I'd be doing everything though. <laughs> like I me and Monty would probably be Bonnie and Clyde, like <laughs> modern day and just shooting people up and having gangster, sex. Gangster. <laughs> shooting people up at the same time. Having <laughs> sex at the crime scene. Like, <laughs> you know? 
We didn't give our disclaimer for this episode. If you don't like, you know, graphic material, this isn't the best podcast for you to listen to. We talk about everything. Uh, We really get into it. Uh, And also, I want to point out that the movie feels like a video game. Yes. And I wanted to, like, mention that as well. See, this is great. This is why we have Gork friends because a lot of times they're on the same page and we don't even know it yet. We did not discuss this movie before this podcast. So I'm learning right now what she thought of it. And so, yeah, I'm glad you saw that too. It really felt like, you know, you're going to different levels, Mm -hmm. fighting different bosses. And literally he's going to different levels of the building. He starts off, you know, on his floor and he has to get key cards to use the elevator to move up. And I just think that's such a dope concept. I would definitely play it if it were a video game. I would play it, too. It was really, really fun. And with, like, the... I want to touch just a little bit about the acting, but with everyone being so extreme, it came off kind of, like, not really cheesy, but kind of like an anime with the extreme emotions. It was extra. Like very, very extra, very extra. Which made it really fun. Yeah. Um, very, very fun time. Um, oh, for sure. And I don't know. I feel like if it were a video game, it would play kind of like Dead Rising, mm-hmm. how you're just thrown in this environment and you got to use things around you as a weapon and just you're left to your own devices and knocking heads on your way out of there. And the building is under quarantine, so they can't leave. Mm-hmm. Everyone's stuck there for eight hours exactly because that's how long it should take for like the antidote to get through the Vincent to everyone. And something to mention, we didn't mention this before, but the whole reason, like, well, not the whole reason, but why everyone feels comfortable with killing each other is because they mentioned in the very beginning there was a case with this guy who caught the virus who committed murder and he got off. Yeah, so it kinda, Derek Steven Yu's character got him off. That yeah. was his case. Yes, and so that's why everyone's like, oh, well, while we're under this thing, like we can't be held accountable for our actions, so let's do this. Yeah, I and I kind of like that scenario. It's really fun. You have to ask yourself, if I can use a virus to my advantage and get away with any crime, mm-hmm. would I? What it's kind of like The Purge, kind of-ish. It is like The like Purge. a time limit and where you're, right. like, anything that you do is not held accountable. Like, you're not trouble for it. Yeah, because how can you be? You weren't in your right state of mm-hmm. mind. So, so kind of like a purgy really, element that yeah. I just thought of right now. Uh, so we're going to go more into detail about the movie itself. First off, the acting. How did you feel about it? Uh, Steven Yeun is so amazing. He, I love everything that he does. Sorry to bother you. He was great in that. Which was, I haven't seen. Oh, I it was see so him. satisfying seeing him be an activist. I felt like he was more himself than he is in other roles where he typically play a character that's in a desperate situation. And so it was nice to see him, you know, chill and uh, sorry to bother you. But uh, yeah, he it's, and it was satisfying to see him just you know, knocking heads and coming out on top almost effortlessly because the way he died as Glenn in The Walking Dead was just sad. And he just, you know, he, I think Derek Cho was the edgier Glenn that we all wanted. I can totally see that. And he was like, you know what? F this. And he just, (laughs) 
he gave a disclaimer before he started killing people. He was like, by coming up to me, you're disregarding like your personal uh, safety. And like, he gave like a whole disclaimer and just started knocking heads and killing And it's people. writing like that, that yeah. made the movie so fun and like interesting and stuff. I was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I really, I enjoyed that. The acting. Margot Robbie. She looks like Margot Robbie a lot. She's um, not. She's not Margot okay. Robbie. Uh, but she, she looks, looks like, like her so a lot. Much. Her name is actually Samara Weaving. She's oh not goodness. in a lot of stuff. She's kind of like starting out. But she, she plays from, Melanie, right? Yeah, she plays Melanie, who is kind of like his partner in crime during this whole thing. And she reminds me a lot of Margot Robbie from, you know, I, Tanya and what else? Um, my, oh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Suicide Squad. Uh, very, very fun. Everyone's acting, on, in my opinion, was very, like I said, very extreme, but it called, like, it was needed for the story because it was so extreme. <laughs> and so, yeah, everyone's acting was on point, in my opinion. Yeah, they couldn't have gotten better actors that, I was so invested and the people that were playing assholes made me hate them yes. and I was rooting for the hero. So I think the acting and the writing were just top notch. Definitely. It seemed like everyone was having fun. It could have came out in theaters and I would have paid Legit, it. it could have. I would have been like the quality of it, like the visuals, let's go into the visuals since we're kind of like already there. Mm-hmm. The visuals, like you said, was like movie quality it didn't seem like I was watching something that was straight to you know on demand and stuff like that really well directed very smooth edits continuous shots were really 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 good um what did you think about it I liked the quick edits um there was a lot of back and forth between what the virus was making them do versus the composure they thought they had, which is really <laughs> cool because it even tricked me and I'd seen the movie already, but it still tricked me where I'll use uh, Lester as an example. With a name like Little Lester, by Lester. the way, don't name your son Lester. He was trimming <laughs> his bonsai tree so calmly, but then there are a few shots, uh, quick edits of him eating it or going crazy with mm-hmm. the cutting and they had a lot of those uh, quick cuts throughout the film where mm-hmm. uh, the sex scene, for instance, with Steven Yeun. We're <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> a little thirsty, a little parched. A little parched. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you, you thought they're just, oh, they're just having regular sex. And then they're like quick edits of like them just being animals yeah. and very feral. something I didn't notice when I was watching so that was a great yeah I, I feel like it was what they thought they were doing versus what they were actually doing mm-hmm. and uh, at first you might think oh it's them trying to fight off the virus but as they keep going with that theme and those shots I was like oh they think they're cool but they're really not <laughs> they're acting way crazier than what they think and what we think they what are we see yeah yeah Going into the special effects and terms of like the blood and like all that stuff. I love it. The <laughs> practical effects. Uh, going back to Lester, the saw when when they killed Lester. Mm-hmm. Man, that was bloody. That was Lots a lot of, of blood. blood. 
lots of blood. And when we say gory, it's not gory in terms of like hostile status, where it's super, at least to like me, torture it wasn't torture gore and gore. super like detailed or anything like that. It's just a lot of blood splatter and mm-hmm. like people getting stabbed and like violent um, gore, not really torture porn. Uh, porn. Gore. <laughs> <laughs> not into torture porn, you guys. Um, Unless Steven Yeun is starring in it. Oh, Steven Yeun. First of all, I was going to say this. I Fun fact, I have a little thing for like crazy characters. Just like Steven Yeun's character just like going off the rails and him just being angry. Just like a little. pushed to his limits. And that's man. like low-key a turn on. And it's not really I like crazy people. It's more of like the actor just portraying that and just the, mm-hmm. the talent behind it is just like oh, it's real nice. because he's so timid in real life yeah exactly he's just not that mm-hmm. and, and it kind of showed his acting chops a lot like he's not oh, just a God. side character he can be a main character and mm-hmm. come out on top uh, what was your favorite part it's hard to pick one favorite part in all honesty so, okay, I'll say two things. One, I love pretty much every shot where they would transition into Derek painting images from that day. Mm-hmm. And it was really neat and really unique because I've never seen a movie do that where, you know, something's happening and they trans- they kind of just capture that shot and that image in a painting mm-hmm. And then he's like, you know, adding brush strokes like Bob Ross, but <laughs> a darker version. Yeah, of and then he's looking at it and sitting back and like, hmm, yeah, I, I'm gonna add a little happy splatter of blood right over here because that's where Lester died, you know. And it was really neat to see. That was like the most fascinating part of it. And also at the end where he quit. That was amazing. Yeah, very. Quitting a job you hate is just... Well, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. He he does eventually make it to the boss, which is literally what they call him in the movie, the boss. So it is very much like a video game. Uh, He makes it to the top floor, and they offer him a position as a partner with the company. And uh, he kills the boss, signs... Uh, the contract for partner after the eight hours. So he's in his right frame of mind. Mm -hmm. He makes one decision and then he resigns. And that severance pay, I know is going to be real nice. Real nice. So it was just such a great power move. And it was so smart of them because I would have signed it right away (laughs) uh, and then still quit. But, you know, they could have said, Oh, he wasn't in his right frame of mind. We weren't in our right frame of mind when mm-hmm. we offered him the position or he threatened us into yeah, you know, getting yeah. a position because they had contact with the police outside and told them Derek chose crazy. But he played it smart. He waited until the eight hours were already up and then signed it and then resigned. And so man. he's probably rolling in dough because... Yeah, I I enjoyed that. My favorite part, I would say, well, one of my, like you said, it's very hard to pick a favorite part because there's so many different moments 
like the writing. There's so many good one-liners and just segments that Stephen uh, Yoon says. I'm just like, oh, that was cute. Um, but yeah, there's a character called Meg, the receptionist, and she, oh, this Meg. girl, she goes through so much. Um, <laughs> yeah, she does. receptionist well, you guys. Um, and I'm just going to say that she definitely gets her revenge on the person that's been treating her like garbage. And it's so satisfying. And I'm like, go, Meg. You go, Meg. So I would say that's my favorite part. Yeah. Um, next up, what do you think could have made it better? More suspense. Uh, just considering that it was a virus. It did make people violent and act crazy. I feel like they could have been acting a little crazier. Mm-hmm. I feel like they there should have been... Uh, more life-threatening situations because it seemed like Derek didn't have to fight that hard. He did fight hard, but it was so effortless for him. Yeah, I think because everyone was kind of like fighting them, like fighting amongst themselves. So he didn't really have that many people to come across. He had the little bosses. Yeah, but I did want to bring up, we didn't get to see him do a lot of, the gory things that he did, like that small group that was mm-hmm. protecting the siren mm-hmm. with Meg and uh, he and Melanie had to kill a whole group of people before they got to her to get the key card. And we didn't get to see him kill those people. So it felt easy there. Yeah. It was a group of people, five plus people yeah. versus him and this, you know, little blonde chick. And they have I no to formal see... training, by the way. Like, they're not, they don't have right. superpowers. They don't have super strength or anything like and that. And everybody's, so. you know, crazy right now. So I know they're stronger than average. So I just, it would have been nice to see how that fight scene played out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would have been more satisfying. Uh, we also didn't technically see Meg kill the siren, Kara. Uh, we just heard it off screen. Yeah. And we are going to finish off our first segment with the last question. What makes this a horror film and what are the themes? Okay. What makes this a horror film? I think I have to go back to what I said in the beginning with uh, it having a lot of components of something that would be scary. So the virus, for instance, uh, the violence that the virus causes, uh, it's a horrific situation and it has strong themes of working too hard for people that don't care about you. Mm-hmm. We're all replaceable in the workplace and some people are even disposable apparently. Yeah. Uh, and Derek learns that the hard way after his promotion, unfortunately, but it has a strong theme about working too hard and not doing the things that you love mm-hmm. and putting work above everything when they don't have any regard for you. If you died today, that post your job up tomorrow, yep. like, you're just they might be a little sad because they knew you. Maybe if you have a nice spot, but <laughs> uh, yeah, you're just a number to them. And it's kind of sad how, especially here in America, we work so hard to not get very far. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't really have any regard for us in our personal lives. So, 
yeah, I I enjoyed it. Um, I wouldn't call it the full package. I don't know if I would put a ring on it per se, <laughs> but, but would, it yeah. had it had a lot of great uh, elements for a good relationship for dating. <laughs> if you want to like date around, yeah, this is a good movie to hook up with. <laughs> a few times. Yeah, yeah, a few times. Like a friend with benefits. Yes, definitely. Consistent. Yes. I, I hold it dear to my heart. It's valuable to me, and I don't want to ruin the friendship, but I want to get in on that sometimes. Yes, you know? I totally agree, um, especially with your themes in terms of like working too hard and not feeling appreciated at the job that you're at and not feeling fulfilled. Um, it's also very terrifying to know or not know how your coworkers feel about you. It's like, oh, if given the situation, what would these people do to me? And what would mm-hmm. they do to, um, I guess, I guess, progress themselves up to the top, I guess, yeah. um, like level up. Because Meg took that promotion real quick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, oh, well, they told me they're going to give me a promotion. So bye. Bye. <laughs> so that being said, we will go into our second segment which is sounds like a horror movie, which is where we take a new story that sounds like a horror movie and we talk about it. Yeah. And I'd also just like to point out really quick, if you like the music that uh, we're choosing for our episodes, it's actually from the soundtrack of the movie that we choose for that episode. So you'll notice that the soundtrack for this movie has a lot of heavy metal, Mm -hmm. which gives me, Gretzko vibes. Yes. So we hope you enjoy that and we'll be right back. Bye. Welcome back, Gore friends. Welcome back. We are back with our final segment, Sounds Like a Horror Movie. And this is something that was published a few days ago. Today, as we're recording this, is April 17th. This was posted the 14th. And the heading says, Drug-resistant fungus is sprouting worldwide, and it has health researchers worried. How How do you feel about that? I don't like that. I don't like that because it reminds me of there's this fungus that uh, takes over its host. It's like a virus almost. And I don't know if you remember, it went viral back in like 2012 or something, some years ago. And it was like inside of a spider and it was sprouting out like Resident Evil style. And it just kind of took over its host. It, it was a corpse, so the spider wasn't even alive, but it was using it as like a puppet. No. And it, it just kind of yeah. freaks me out. I don't like anything. I always said, ever since high school, the end of the world will be brought upon us by plants because we don't <laughs> treat them right. We don't treat the planet right. And everyone's like, oh, all this technology. I'm like, forget that. <laughs> The grass is alive and we walk on it. The trees are alive and they watch each other get chopped down. 
Plants are living, breathing <laughs> organisms. Like, let that seep in, and it'll freak you out a little bit. The plants you have in your house, they're watching you. They're listening to you. It freaks you the F out. And so I don't need this going on. So this is what's life. happening. Um, whew, this was in April 2015. Um, a patient in London t- tested positive for a potentially dunk deadly fungus called candela oris. Um, so <sighs> this is the article says, despite, despite thorough cleaning and infection control measures within 16 months, 50 people were colonized by the fungus though, though luckily no one died. So even though no one has really, no one died, it's just very scary I don't know, something that's kind of like immune to, you know, medical. And we're like in the in the modern time. So we're like, oh, well, there's medicine for everything. But the fact that there's something that's like, nope, you can't get me and I will spread. That's Raccoon really Raccoon City. Raccoon City. Resident Evil, man. It's I, I full don't, circle. Resident Evil is going to happen. It's only a matter of time. I just hope I'm not here to deal with it. Start stocking up on your like bomb shelters. You guys. I feel bad for and my kids and their kids because it's probably going to be around their time that it happens. But I just thought I won't be here for it. <laughs> you know? You're like, I feel bad for them. I, I do. I feel bad. Future kids. I love you. But um, good luck. Also, I'm going to, I just was scrolling through the article and I just came across this. It says in some women, it could lead to an overgrowth of candela fungus in the vagina. Um, otherwise known as a yeast infection. So it can be a yeast infection and I don't. That's hmm. messed up. We just can't win for nothing. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be your own plants that'll do it, man. You know, so, yeah, that's kind of like what I, I just came across your, as. I mean, the movie touches on, like, infections and stuff. So I just thought it would be a cool little vagina. article. In your vagina. And yeast infections are not fun. Getting a little personal, though. They're not fun. If you're a guy, you don't like, you don't know. But, yeah, it's real itchy, real uncomfortable. And the fact that this might kill me, I don't need that. Don't need it in my life. That's no bueno. <laughs> not fuego. So... That is the end of our show. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, you guys. Uh, we are on all sorts of social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Periscope. We are currently live streaming the show on Periscope. So if you guys ever want to just like drop in and we're going to have see if we can have a discussion afterwards and just talk about the film and stuff. Um, that's something that we offer. And yeah, Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is our main uh, source right now to catch the podcast. Hopefully by the time this drops that we have all sorts of resources like Spotify, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, all that stuff. But we will be keeping all that updated on all our social media. So thank you so much once again for tuning in to Gore Friends. We'll see you next week. Bye, Gore Friends. Bye.